Chapter 16, Worship is Life. Many years ago, there was a pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers. His name was Oral Hershiser. He had an incredible season in 1988. He pitched a shutout game in August, followed by five more shutouts in the regular season, as well as multiple shutout innings. He kept his opponents from scoring an earned run in 59 consecutive innings. In the National League playoffs against the New York Mets, Oral continued to dominate hitters, pitching more than 24 innings and another complete game shutout in the final game. In the World Series against the Oakland A's, Oral had another complete game victory in Game 5 that clinched the series for the Dodgers. At the end of the season, Oral was awarded the Cy Young Award and two MVP awards, one for the National League playoffs and the other for the World Series. During one of the playoff games, the TV camera zoomed in on Oral in the dugout between innings. They could tell he was singing softly to himself but couldn't decipher the song. The announcers wondered what he was singing and commented that Oral's record certainly gave him something to sing about. When Oral was on The Tonight Show a few days later, the host asked him to sing the song that he had been caught singing on tape. The audience roared its approval at this suggestion. So on national TV, Oral softly sang these words. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. In the midst of the baseball game, Oral had been singing praises to God. At the end of chapter 1, we looked at Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, and translated it to say, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and for your pleasure they were created and have their being. God created everything for his own pleasure. That means all of the stars are here for God's pleasure. This earth is here for God's pleasure, along with the sun and the moon. The trees and the flora are here for God's pleasure. The birds and the insects are here for God's pleasure. Anything and everything you can think of is here for God's pleasure. Cats want to know about anything that relates to them because life is all about them. They are constantly asking the question, what do I get out of that? Dogs ask a different question because they know everything is here for him. Hence, they ask, what does God get? Because of this, dogs are constantly holding worship services throughout their days because in everything they do, they are relating to God. This is not the way it is for cats. Cat worship. Make no mistake about it, cats worship, but it is merely a part of their lives. Cats worship only during specific times. These times occur on Sunday mornings at church during their personal quiet times or when they are listening to worship music. And what do they worship God for? Their worship is primarily focused on thanking Him for what He's done for them. Remember, it's all about them. It's like a cancer. They've got it and don't even realize it. Their favorite songs have a lot of me, my, and I's in them. And when they aren't worshiping God for what He's done for them, everything else is just kind of regular life. Dogs worship God too, but when they worship on Sunday mornings or during their personal quiet times, they primarily focus on who He is, not so much what He's done for them. Songs like How Great Thou Art and Holy, Holy, Holy are very familiar to them, not because they're catchy tunes that make them happy, but because they rightfully exalt God for who He is. And when they're finished with their worship service, their worship doesn't stop. Dogs don't know a regular life outside of God's glory. To a dog, worship is life itself. 
When I got married, someone encouraged me to take a hobby so I could take my mind off of work. As a result, I took up woodworking. I bought some old tools and began to build. My first project was a small tray for my new bride. We still use it today. I eventually progressed to the point where I took on a huge project. I decided I was going to build my own roll-top desk. For various reasons, I used no plans and I would only use scrap lumber I gathered on the burn piles of the condominiums going up around us. Today it sits in our home. When people walk in and see that desk, they say to my wife, wow, that's a beautiful desk. Where did you get that? My wife responds with the truth. My husband made that desk from scratch. When I hear the word scratch, I follow my cue and try to humbly walk in at that time. <laughs> and when I get there, they say, you made that from scratch? At that point in time, they are honoring me for the work of my hands. When I realized what was going on, a light went off in my head. Why can't I honor God for the work of His hands? Since I have begun to think that way, I have discovered a multitude of ways for life to be one big worship service. One time I was driving my car down on the 605 highway on my way to San Diego with my daughter Elise. My kids used to get one trip a year with dad. On the side of the road, we noticed beautiful flowers, so we stopped, got out, and picked one. As we made our way back to the car, we began to study the detail of the flowers. I said, look, sis, look at those colors. Look at the purples. Look at the greens. Look at how beautiful it is. And would you ever have thought of putting these two colors together? This didn't happen by accident, you know. God painted this. God is a masterful artist. And look at the leaves. Look how green they are. Look at the veins. Feel the tiny hairs on the stem and smell it. Sis, doesn't it smell wonderful? What was happening? For 10 minutes on the 605 highway, my daughter and I held a worship service because we were asking one question. What does God get out of this? But I wasn't always that way. When I was steeped in my evangelical humanism days, I vividly remember someone giving me a rose and telling me how beautiful it was. When I got that rose, I took one look at it and threw it over my shoulder to the ground. Why? It didn't have anything to do with reaching Muslims for Christ. I literally didn't have any time for smelling the roses. And aquariums? I hated aquariums. I would look at one fish, then go to the next tank, and the next, and the next, and work my way through as fast as I could, always aware of where the exit was. Oh, how I was bored with aquariums. But now, I can't get out of them. I love aquariums. I love them because I look at God's creativity and am awed. I imagine God thinking through the different fish he made, from the swordfish to the sunfish, some of the ugly faces and some of the plain faces. And then I'm amazed at his creativity with the octopus and the way it can change its colors to match its environment. I also love his colorful designs of the fish. I delight in the stripes and the way he gently bleeds his colors. He is the master painter. I laugh at the seahorse. I'm staggered by the whale. The crabs make me smile. And the beauty of a jellyfish swimming? No art mankind has ever made has ever come close to that. It used to be that time dragged through the aquarium. Now it flies. I can't get out of the aquarium because I'm overcome by his creativity. And I keep thinking about the joy our father must have had during Genesis chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. As I sit here at my son's flag football practice, writing on my laptop, I'm watching a beautiful sunset. God's gentle blending of the pinks and grays are amazing. His design in a cloud patterns is so creative. I am thanking him and praising him for the sunset. I am holding a mini worship service watching a sunset at my son's flag football practice. We constantly try to teach our kids. We constantly try to teach this to our kids by getting them to look and say, look at what God is painting in the sky. Gerald and Sharon enjoy sharing life experiences with each other as well. 
While driving in the car, if he sees a gorgeous sunset, he'll pick up his cell phone and call Sharon and tell her to look at it. She usually responds, look at that beautiful sunset. God sure does good work. The more you begin to focus on God and his glory and the work of his hands, the more life comes alive. Conversations change and your appreciation of God's handiwork grows. But those are not the only things we see. There's a whole nother dimension. When Debbie and I lived in Arizona, we owned a house that had a door to the garage that was very difficult to close. You had to really slam it shut. And with four small children, it was rarely closed. Usually the air conditioning escaped. The day finally came when I found the time to fix it. After getting the proper screws, I put them through the hinges and drilled them in, hoping to catch at least one, if not two or three, studs. Finally, all the nine were drilled. I held my breath and closed the door. To my joy. <laughs> Things don't usually work the way they do the first time I do it because of Murphy's Law. To my joy, the door, the door closed without even the slightest hesitation. It was completely fixed. Now, I know this sounds dumb, but I would go out there at certain times and open the door just so I could close it. I got so much joy out of having the door work right. And that's when it hit me. If I'm getting so much joy out of having something work right, I bet God is getting joy out of having things work right. And if he's getting joy out of it, why can't I? When Gerald's focus first changed on God's glory, his prayer life changed drastically. When he would walk his dog, Punky, he would take her so that she could do her business. One day he noticed that she was having difficulty. She would squat and nothing would happen. She'd walk a little further and then nothing happened after trying. She tried to walk while still squatting and nothing happened. So he prayed that God would heal his dog. He was struck with the realization that nothing in his prayer acknowledged God, his handiwork, his creation, or his glory. He knew that he had to pray again, but differently. So he prayed, Lord, you blessed us with this little dog and what a joy she has been. But Lord, she's having trouble. This little body you created with such splendor and with so many little organs and tissues that work to show off your glory is not working right. Your glory isn't shining in the greatest way. I'm asking you to take these parts that you designed to work the way you intended them to do. Show off what you made and allow it to work right. He says, I should have been amazed, but Punky squatted and did her thing that very moment. Okay, it's a little crude and a story that I don't share at every pulpit, but certainly it shows how God's glory can be seen in any experience in life. Delight in what God delights in. So now when Debbie and I see a couple holding hands on a walk with their children, we know that God up in heaven is smiling because the family unit is working the way it was designed to work. And if God is smiling, why can't we smile too? When we see a father or mother loving a child with kisses and hugs, we feel joy because we know God is joyful. And this has changed our lives. We used to hold our children in our arms and think about the next meeting, tomorrow's plans, or the lost Muslim world. And we never really enjoyed our kids. I used to hold my children in my arms and think about the next meeting, the next plans, the lost Muslim world, and I never really enjoyed my kids. Now when I hold them, I'm worshiping God by thanking him for a father-son relationship or a father-daughter relationship. I am awed by his idea of entrusting to us these children and to train them in his ways. Now Debbie and I delight in spending time with them, even though it never seems enough. We delight in watching them practice football or dance in ballet and tap and seeing them grow and develop. And now we know why God gave us grandchildren, to have a second chance. When a husband dates his bride of 15 years, God smiles. So can we. When a young man dates a young girl and treats her with holiness and respect, God smiles. So can we. When the seasons change like clockwork, God smiles. 
so can we. And when two people reconcile and forgive each other, God is smiling. And if we learned about it, and we can share that joy too. Whatever is working right, the way God designed it to work, gives God pleasure. Everything was created for his pleasure. Revelations chapter 4, verse 11. And if you know that God is smiling about something, then smile with him, men and women. It's not about you. It's about him. Christian dogs celebrate with God in the joy that he has. Do we need other examples? Listening to music can be done as one big worship service. This is not because of the beat or the tune, although they may add to it. But the whole idea of a piece of metal pulled tightly across some wood and then rubbed by horse's hair so that it vibrates air molecules that go into the wood and eventually reach some skin in my ear, which vibrates a drum that sends a signal to my brain, and I interpret that as music? What a miracle! What a God! And it's not just one pitch. I can hear thousands of different tones, some blended together nicely, some contrast with each other, and somehow I know which ones sound nice and which ones are off. It's amazing. I am in awe of the God who created sound. And then I think of sight. Sure, the eighth grade taught us all about rods and cones, but somehow deep inside, I thought that the signals sent from those rods and cones were sent into a brain, played on a projector, and someone was inside the brain watching it. No. <laughs> Somehow the gray matter determines an object as an object that makes sense. Unbelievable. Dog Christians come to the realization that just to be able to see is worthy of worship. What an awesome God we have. Fall is a wonderful time, watching the Lord paint leaves that were once green with life. I love how we can take a green tree and paint only a corner of the leaves bright orange and yellow. My fall drives take me down the road, glimpsing tree after tree and declaring, Lord, you are so creative. A big smile comes across my face. The next time you get bored, take a nature walk around your house. Look at a bush. Are some parts of it thriving with life while others are dead? Study it. Think about it. Learn from it. The Lord designed it that way. What does it tell you? I've done this and found that God is quite happy with life and death together. Both life and death are the same to God. Gary Taylor helped start Frontiers, a mission agency which plants churches throughout the Muslim world. Over time, the Lord called us in separate directions, but I have always kept in touch with him. Once, when we were both at an International Council of Frontiers to honor Greg and Sally Livingstone, Gary and his wife Carolyn shared about their son's battle with cancer. One of the stories that I have never forgotten was Carolyn's portrayal of her son, Derek, lying in a hospital bed battling cancer close to death and holding his newborn nephew. Life and death together. Something the Lord is not afraid to position together. I've seen it on bushes and trees, and now I hear it about in my friend's own son. Oh, what a picture of the glory of the Lord. If you're easily bored with nature walks, go to your kitchen and pull out an orange, a grape, a watermelon, or a cupcake and taste it. Have you ever stopped to realize that God didn't have to give us taste buds? But he did so, so you and I could taste his glory. You see, God could have made everything taste like chicken. <laughs> he could have made it all bland and tasteless like water, but he did not. He wanted you and me to taste a chocolate-covered strawberry, barbecue sauce, peach nectar, butter pecan, and more. Each taste should bring an exclamation of admiration of his handiwork. Maybe instead of just thanking God for your provision of food, you should stop in the middle of your meal that you're enjoying and tell God how great he is for allowing you to have the sensation of taste. Men and women, God's glory is all around us. It can be seen in so many ways. Never stop looking for it. Never stop hungering for it. Never stop being awed by it. Radiate to God the glory he is worthy of. Life should be one big worship service. And depending upon whether you are a dog or a cat, everything will take on a different meaning. So 
What do dogs actually do differently when life is one big worship service? The answer may shock you. Here it is. Not much. But whatever they do, they do it with a whole new attitude. They wash the dishes thinking, this is pleasing to God. They work thinking, this is the role that God has given me as the caretaker for his family. They change diapers thinking, I'm taking care of this little one that God has entrusted to me and I know this pleases God. They drive to work wondering, how can I reflect God's glory in how I drive and in how I see his glory in the sights and sounds all around me? They watch a child at the airport holding a parent's hand and inwardly yell, that's the way God designed it to be, good job. They fix a wonderful dinner for their family saying, this is the role that the Lord has me in and it reflects his glory. I am at peace with it and satisfied with it. Dogs do everything cats do, but their lives are parallel in every way except one, that is their mindset. They do everything as an act of worship to God to make him smile. This is because they define everything in terms of God's glory. Men and women, life was designed to be one big worship service as we live for and reflect the glory of God. But with cat theology, we have turned it around so much that we no longer worship the Lord. We've been busy worshiping ourselves. Oh, how we need to dive into dog theology and once again worship the Lord for who he is and not for what he can give to us. Tommy Tenney aptly described Cat's focus when he asked whether we are looking for God's hand to see what he will give us or God's face to delight in being in his presence. It is our hope and prayer that your life will be radically changed by the contents of this book. And maybe you'll have good news to tell others for the very first time. Oh, Father, please make it happen. Amen.